Hey everyone, welcome back to the 14th Silly Points Podcast. I'm here with Lakshya, Rishi, and Vinesh, and we're here to talk about the recent T20 um, India-England, and um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. OG yeah, Podcasters. Yeah, OG Podcasters. OG back, back, back to the very first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to get things started, um, solid England, um, innings from England initially from what I saw. Um, last five overs was what really shaped up the, the game for us and or for India. And I think the, the bowling effort from Sundar just to um, change of change of a lot of variations, change of pace, and um, bowling to the longer boundary. And um, Thalkor just all the slow balls, those off cutters were really well executed. Um, Bhuvne nature sort of back to his old form. Um, bowling really well, solid overs, restricting a lot of runs. I think that uh, Morgan Bearso partnership was the one that was gonna that was poising England just to go for that 180 total. Um, just didn't end up coming together. Um, good bowling from India, and then obviously Ishan Kishan debut um, coming up and just whacking the ball, getting his 50, and then Kohli coming back and you know finally scoring some runs. And solid performance so, overall. Definitely a much better game in my mind. But yeah, what are you guys know- thoughts? I was of the opinion always that I think England's England's biggest issues have always been on slower um, limited overs pitches. They're not really sure how to adapt to that. You even saw it in this game. Um, you know, Roy played well, but still struggled a touch more than what he normally would. Um, Milan once again struggled to kick on. Um, normally, you see David Milan accelerate after the fifteen-minute, uh, fifteen-ball mark or so. Not so here. Um, Bearstow Morgan had some good form, but Ben Stokes really, really struggled here. And I think part of this comes down to the fact that England are always used to playing on wickets, where the ball comes onto the bat a bit more. They got two that can do really well with this. More uh, three: Morgan, Bearstow, and Roy Butler four. But when it comes to Ben Stokes, right, we saw in the World Cup that when the ball started, when the when the pitch started coming apart and the ball stopped coming onto the bat as much, Ben Stokes' real value was in building building an innings. He would stay there for 40, 50, 60 balls and then accelerate towards the end when he got his eye in. He's not the quickest of starters. In T20, this is going to be a problem because if you don't give him time to get set in, if you put him in at number six, he's going to have a bit of an issue because he doesn't have the time to let himself get set in. And it takes him longer than most batsmen to do that. So the question then for England is, what do you do to get your middle order better adapted? Because you've got two anchor-esque players in Dawid Milan and Ben Stokes, two players who take a little bit longer to kick on. You absolutely cannot drop Stokes under any circumstances because he brings too much to the team, nor should he be dropped. Milan is the number one T20I batsman in the world by ranking. So how do you end up, they're, they're going to have to end up adopting their games to the, uh, adapting their games to the, to the um, slower wickets. Because unless they do that, this is essentially the way that you beat England. You prepare a slow wicket that breaks apart, and then you let the, the Indian spinners, you let good quality spinners go to work there. And I think that's something England have to sort out. That's the hold that this game exposed. Well, so the thing is, Ben, so it's just the lower middle order just have to be better. There's no way Stokes can come up the order. They already have too many, too much competition in the opening slot and the number three, number four slot. So it's just got to, it's got to adapt to be better. I think switching him with Bearstow makes sense because he definitely takes more time to set in and Bearstow needs more, more start balls to face. He's no, a better batsman. Bearstow, Bearstow's doing well at that position. I agree. Everyone's doing well in position. I think just both India and England identified before series. England wants to play better on slower wickets 
India wants to play better on fighter wickets where the bats and accelerate first. India tried the approach first in first game and it did not pay off well, but it was the correct approach. It was what's needed on flatter wickets where sometimes, sometimes the Indian bats and they take too long to get in and end up going under par. England, this match was exposed for their perceived weakness. Both teams have a weakness in T20 ODI cricket that are polar opposites of each other, but and it's been exposed in both games, which is why the series is 1-1 right now, which is pretty expected. I had this to be the two best T20 teams, so and I have the series locked in at 3-2, but I don't know who's going to take it, so it's good that it's 1-1. Uh, Stokes can't... The only thing I can see is Stokes going at 5 and Morgan switching, but that's always depends on the situation. 5-6 and T20 is not really relevant who goes... Yeah, through. it's not a set position. It's pretty yeah. fluid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think I think, play, I think the Bastards have to play better. Uh, this is the best top six I I think in world T Twenty career right now. The one England has. So. No, on paper, even in real life, I mean, this is just a yeah, sure. Yeah, pack lineup. Then you were saying. Yeah, I I, I think um, both matches so far have raised really interesting questions for me about the role of an anchor in T Twenty cricket today, and I think this is something that's been under question a lot lately. Um, when you look at Jason Roy, who was obviously he batted very, very well, um, but he was not his fully belligerent self, I think. And there's a tendency of when you're in unfamiliar or unfriendly conditions to try and drop anchor and to try and get set with the with the guarantee of going off later. And that doesn't always happen. And I think India certainly fell into this trap in the in the first match. And to a much greater extent in T20 cricket in the last few years, India has erred on the side of having um, too many... Uh, too many anchors. You've got four in the top five. Talwan, Rahul, Virat, and Shreyas Iyer. Well, they never play. Not all of them will play as anchors. You just one takes the role. Sure, but I, th- I think I mean, if you look at... KRL for India doesn't, doesn't always play as the anchor. He started doing that more as a Kings eleven captain. And that had more to do with the fragilities of that team's batting lineup. And I, yeah. But I don't think he should be playing that role for India. He should be an explosive power play opener for in the... Indian T20s. Kohli usually has the power player play, has not the power play. Kohli usually has the anchor role, but that's because he can carry through the innings and he can finish off a chase. And a striker will usually still end up being at 150 plus, like it was today. Well, I'm interested in the point so, Dinesh brings but, but, up but, here. Go on. Yeah, so I, I, I think, I mean, it's true that when, when Kohli gets to carry on through an innings, he obviously changes the flow of the match and he is a master of the chase. We all know this, especially in ODI cricket. He's a brilliant chaser. Because he has this ability to just pace his innings perfectly in a way that is very reminiscent of Estonia as well. Um, I, I think you always have a little bit of risk with, with too many anchors in a good T20 team now. Um, I think this is apparent if you look at Mumbai Indians, who does not really have, other than Rohit Sharma probably, uh, an anchor to really play through the innings. And Rohit is a slow starter, but he can be explosive. Um and you, you see India's selection here, I think, definitely erred on, okay, we're picking exactly two anchors, Kohli and Shreya Sarya. Pretty much every other player in the lineup, down to number eight, maybe even number nine, has an ability to play a quick innings and, and get a quick 20-30 on the board. Um, you see Shreya Sarya? England? I, I, think certain, I think certainly he's a slower starter than many of the other players in the format. But he is a slow starter. But an anchor at five just is not a... That doesn't make, make much sense. No, but it might not make sense. No, I'm agreeing that's with what that. it is. I'm agreeing with that's that. That's what it is. I'm not, I'm not advocating you play an anchor at five. 
That's that's exactly the, my point. The, is yeah, that's you have to be very it. deliberate with who are your shorts, who are your slow starters in the team. The problem and here, England has made a clear decision that Dodd Milan is the guy who's going to be their slow starter, and yes. he's come under fire for this before. But if you have one slow starter in your top three, maybe two, that's probably fine. You just can't risk having too many slow starters, and I think this is where India has fallen short in the past. Their squad selection today was a market departure. Yes, I agree. And, and what I would point out here is that England made a conscious decision. Uh, this was something that Morgan, etc., had discussed after the 2015 World Cup. They have too many anchors, not too many players capable of going big, uh, not too many capable of taking risks. What Morgan had said was that we would rather, you know, have players just take the risk. It's fine if you get out on five, six, ten, if you're trying to play at a quick rate for the benefit of the team. And that's essentially what they've done here. So if you notice, they have one anchor really in their team. Uh, Stokes kind Stokes is a, a quasi anchor in a sense, but he's not really. Just too late in the innings. Just too late. Anchor is. I don't. I don't think just because someone's a slow starter doesn't really make them an anchor. An anchor who so, bats through the innings true. and holds holds a, holds one end down. Kind of Joe Root is an anchor in ODI cricket. That's an anchor. That would Milan is so, an sure. anchor. Stokes is not sure. an anchor just because he starts slow. Okay, sure. Let, but let's but I, think there is some over, I, I think there is some overlap to the extent that if you're a slow starter, you have to bat through, otherwise you're adding negative value. Exactly, that's the part, right? With Shreyas Iyer, we saw it last game where it's, it's a traditional innings from him, actually. He starts off slowly, he accelerates towards the end. It's just that here, the value of his acceleration towards the end was amplified because everyone around him collapsed. But Ben Jones, the analyst for the Stars, actually brought up an interesting point. He said, look... This is the innings where Shreyas's value is most magnified to the team because when the collapse happens, he ends up taking on the anchor role. He ends up batting through the innings. He ends up scoring 60-odd off of 40 balls um, after being on 30 off 30. He accelerates like, like crazy. The problem is you cannot, pick an, you cannot pick a team expecting that a collapse like this will happen. And that's essentially what it seems like India is doing to me when they pick Shreyas, uh, KL, Shikhar Dhawan, in the same team because that's to me that's the perfect epitome of oh we'll have one batsman at least make it through all the way so that we don't have a complete full-on collapse england's motto meanwhile aside from milan has pretty much been all right fine we'll find the occasional game where we end up getting losing our top six for what 25 odd runs we saw that once against south africa we saw it against a couple other teams but we bat deep enough with enough explosive hitters to generally always post a competitive to excellent total it's okay if a batsman fails once twice thrice because someone will succeed if they continue trying the same approach they're good enough someone in the lineup will succeed to come off and you just need one or two batsmen to come good in t20 cricket that's the approach england go for and i think based on the results we've seen lately that's the one that should be borne out here I'm not quite sure that I follow India's logic of picking Shreyas at five when Ishan Kishan is someone that would do so much better. Um, you know, put him up at two, right? Then you can have, if you want, you can bump others down the lineup. But you can't really have a slow starter like Shreyas in this team when you've already got Kale and you've got Dhawan and you've got Virat. Well, I don't, I'm I don't think back. what, Sorry, go ahead. I don't think what India is doing is picking anchors or, they're just picking their the best batsman team. It just has to be England's best batsmen are a bit are their most explosive batsmen right now. Indian batsmen aren't as explosive outside of outside of Pont and Hardik Pandya. None of these are big six hitting batsmen. The Indian batsmen tend to play more on the ground, and that's just more of how they grew up as bat- batsmen. They're picking their best players for the position. That's what I think they're doing. And I mean, you saying what England's role is, what England's strategy is, seems to be work the most optimal. But India's T Twenty record, they've won the. They've won 10 of their last 12 T20s. So it's clearly working. And 
most of their bats end up with good strikers. Rohit, Kale, Kale Raul, they end up with 150 plus strikers. Rohit is not that slow of a starter though anymore. Yeah, he's not. I mean, Rohit's an all-round batsman. I think the, the thing, just because the Indian batsmen have the gear to play all-round, unlike the England batsmen, doesn't make them more defensive compared. So I, think, so I, I, I want, think we're I also want to we're also looking at we're sorry um, we're also looking at Iyer in in the like too closely at what his what his role is. I think he's a much more flexible batsman. If you look at his innings in Australia, um, where I believe is a second T twenty where Pandya finished the game with like two sixes. That one. Um, the role he played there was he hit a four and a six very early yeah. in his innings, and he was like 16 off eight. I think he's very flexible in his batting style. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, they, they did show a statistic where after 30 balls, his strike rate – or after 30 runs, his strike rate from there is a 215. So mm-hmm. he is a very versatile yeah. player. I agree. I don't think – as Rishi said, you pick your yeah. best batsman. And the problem is, the is well, at number three. Let me, let me, That's the thing. He's for Delhi. He's a number three, right. but you're not going to bat at number three in this Indian team ever, unless Kohli's injured exactly. or or rested. So that's the thing. They just picked him to bat at a different position. But I don't. Can you do that? Is that logical? So I would like. He to, can. I mean, he's I, clearly he's scoring runs. He's clearly informing. Oh, his record in ODI T20 so far has been has been good. His strike in T20 is still 140 plus overall, and he's played match winning knocks when India needed him last game. He didn't drop anchor. He just because of how he plays. He played because the team was eight for four, for eight for three when he came in at bat. And you have, you can't. Then you just cannot come out swinging the bat crazily, especially the how how well Archer and Wood were bowling on that day. So I, I don't have an issue with how Shreyas Iyer is. I think in fact I don't even understand what we're talking about him. He's averaging seventy four the series. No, I mean to be to be clear, I I have been an advocate of Shreyas Iyer for at least two years at this point. I think he's one of India's best talents. I am not going to say we should drop him. What I'm trying to do here is push back on the notion of we are selecting our best batsman and really challenge what that means. I agree here. Because it, it is obvious to me that 2020 cricket is not, you cannot view this through the lens of any other format. You are choosing a player for a role, and it is impossible to view batsmanship and quality thereof in a vacuum that says these are our end best batsmen and we're going to play them. You are really you really need to select for the the niche that each player fills in your team. Kohli is very clearly the guy to play at three because Kohli has the ability to to drop anchor and steer in innings in case of an early power play wicket loss uh, and, and then really up the tempo from there. No one is going to contest that he is the guy for that job. Um, Rohit Sharma can be more destructive than anybody on the planet on his day. Um, Rishabh Pant is a great guy to play at five or six because he has the ability to come out swinging and then, you know, get a quick 20 or 30 off with a 250 strike rate, and that's a job well done. Um, so so I, I just would like to put this out there. I think we should challenge what it means to choose your best batsman because that's not always obvious, and it really depends on the conditions and the role that you are choosing. Really, so, as long as you can be conscious of those things, then, I then think a simpler, I think a simple way to put that then is, let's say you have two batsmen who bat excellently number three, right? They're both excellent batsmen. The traditional mode of thought has been you pick both of them and you bat one at number four or number five. But I think what should be done is evaluate that player's ability at number five or that player's estimated ability at number five and compare him at that position to the other batsman who you'd pick at that point. You can't just say, oh, he's excellent at number three. We'll pick him even if he doesn't, you know, even if he isn't our number three. You've got to evaluate where are you playing him. Because as Dinesh says, it's about special. special that's difficult. First off, number four and number five batsmen in T20 cricket have the worst record because it's easily the most difficult spot in the batting lineup because you don't get the you don't usually get the advantage of the power play. And if you do get the advantage of power play, that means your team is ten for three, 
So that means you really can't come out guns blazing. And you usually have to start against spin, which is not most bats tend to most bats on average tend to start much worse against spin than pace. Then you have to ask franchises to be like, oh, for a player like Shreya Sire, Suya Kamar Yadav, who bat at three for their teams and are the best bats on their teams, play at five, four or five, which is not going to happen. The franchises are just not going to accept that. It's just the, the only way to evaluate is to pick the best players who are in form. Players who are batting at four, five, six are usually your Pandyas, your Pons, which is India is doing. They have Pons and Pandya there in, the, in their top seven. Ayer is just the one player who bats at three who is not batting in position. Everyone else is pretty much in the position they usually play in IPL. I mean, so Yadav obviously yeah, didn't bat today. Cool. I Surya Kumar Yadav, usually, I thought he would replace Tracer because they seem to have the same role. They're both number three batsmen for their franchises, but have the ability to bat four or five for India. Uh, so I don't I don't think the logic of, oh, we have to pick, if, just because you're number three, we have to test you at four or five, it's just not going to happen. Tracer will... That in with that logic, Shreya and Sumit Kumar Yadav will never play until Virat Kohli retires. That's a totally valid, a valid um, point. Um, and 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 I, yeah, no, I think you're raising an excellent point. Um, in in the sense of you know, where where do you where do you trade that off? Yeah. Right? Is you do not find all that many number five specialists running around just because it's not a rule. You know, you want to play your best bat in the top. Yeah, three you don't. There's no special. You right, don't was, really come out anywhere saying I'm a number four, number five batsman in T20 cricket, unless, unless you're an all rounder like a Stokes, a Pandya, or you somehow, or you're one of the players that happen to be better against spin than pace, like a Risha Pond, or again a Pandya in this instance. They're both excellent stars yeah. in spin. Sir Kumar Yadav is one of the best players of spin hitters of spin I've seen in IPL too. Right, but then sure, I'm saying sure. my, and, my point is you've got to pick the player based on that. You cannot just say they did great at three, therefore they'll do the fine at four, five, and six. How do you establish that metric? If there's, if there's no players doing well at the anyways. So there's different ways you can do that. I don't think it's an objective metric. There's different ways you can do that. It's not an objective metric, but you can definitely do that. What you do is you look at their splits when they bat in the middle. When they bat in the middle overs, Right, they might be set, sure. But you look at the strike rate against spin. You look at the strike rate against pace. You look at their starting strike rate against spin, starting strike rate against pace, and you can kind of make an inference on how well they will do in the middle order based on that. True, and but so, so what are mistakes that India making? I don't see any selection errors here. I I don't see a selection error either. I'm just trying. I I think I'm just trying to point out that I don't think there were errors in selection here. But I think the way these first two matches have gone has really driven home to me how radically different you need to be thinking about this format compared to others in terms of selection. It's really, really important to be and I think India's careful in T20 given... I think they did. I absolutely think they did. So I'm not criticizing either I mean, team here. I don't think anyone is expecting anyone yeah, I, but K.O. Rahul, Dao, and Arua to be opening. But they came and opened with Ishan Kishan, who's one of the most explosive openers. And yet, I don't know if he got... He didn't get the orange cap. He was like second in the IPL run scores thing last season. And then they the they started with Suryo Kumar both the Mumbai Indians, who have been the most successful franchise in the last 10 years of IPL. So they're obviously looking for more aggressive options. Hardik Pandya is always going to be there. Rishabh Pant is back in the team because of his test performances. So they're obviously looking at more explosive players for these roles. So, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I I'm think, definitely I think not saying that they're selection like here. here. Um, but, I mean, if we're pressed for time, we can move on. But uh, I, I guess the point I am trying to communicate, and the thing that has become pretty clear to me lately, is... is Looking at the team as a whole is sometimes not about selecting your four best batsmen, um, because it, because of how little room for error there is in this True. format. Um, I think and so I think it's just, it's just really interesting even, kinds of selection questions that end up coming to the fore 
with uniquely to T20 Definitely. cricket because T20 cricket at this point is such a radically different game to the rest of the, the game. And I think that's beautiful. Right, right. I mean, you can even you can even see that in the way they're promoting certain batsmen up to come up earlier. Yeah, they exactly. know the, the role that they can play. So, I mean, it's definitely on their minds as selectors. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like, you, you, it's, you, it's need to, you need to have your man for a crisis. You need to have your man to capitalize on a good start. And and then, you know, go with the flow after that. Because there, there's so little room for error that you really need you, you need to be full of, of people. I think another teams. issue, though, so let's move on, to the, move on to the England team. I don't think Indian team has as much batting batting order issues as the England team has. Because they just have a wealth of options. Half of the England batsmen would do way better at opening. So because it's the easiest spot in team cricket at the moment. You have Bairstow, Roy, Hale, Alex Hales. Um, ben Stokes is better as an opener, too. We saw him in the IPL. Joss Butler. Then you have backups in Tom Bantam, Liam Livingston. How, how are you? How do you fit all these players into into proper role in the team? Because opening is the easiest thing in T20 cricket at the moment. So everyone will want to open. England have chosen Roy and Butler. You've got Sam Curran, too. <laughs> Okay, no, that I think that that's a stretch. <laughs> but you got Roy and they picked Roy and Butler to get the opening spots, and then they put Butler Bears at four, which had success in the South Africa series. Stoke Stokes cannot open. There's just too many options there. Yeah, so England have a wealth of options at opening, but they have to figure out. But since those are their best bats in the team, they have to figure out a way to distribute them in the in the middle order. And I actually, I actually like the batting lineup. I actually like. If Butler has seems to have the best record as as a uh, opener, and then between Roy and Bearstow, I think Roy is a slightly better player pace, and Bearstow is a better player spin. So they've had Bearstow at four. Milan is the only anchor in this team, really, and his T20 record is unbelievably good. He struggled, yes, he struggled today, but he's not the only batsman who struggled in the team. So I wouldn't pour any pour much fault on him. Only Morgan and Stokes are the two finishers. They are the Morgan is is now he's played for over a decade now, so they want him finishing games. Stokes is a match winner, so that's why they also trust him to bat well at six. Morgan Stokes is always going to be flippable. And then you have your all-rounders, Curran, Archer, and all who can hit the ball, but they're not really that relevant in the batting lineup in a T20. So I'm actually completely fine with England's batting lineup. What, what are your guys' opinions on it? Batting so what, I, what I think is super interesting about Ben Stokes in this team is that I, I, I think we already touched on this a little bit, but at six, you do have to be a fast starter in most teams and he's not the fastest starter in this team even um but i think it's super interesting that you can given the depth of a batting in this lineup and how much ben stokes brings to the table like in fielding and bowling you can basically not bat him unless you're in a crisis if you really have to because there are plenty of people even like even the bowling all-rounders in the tail who if you need a quick starter to finish a game can come in ahead of him and do the job um so Stokes adds a lot of flexibility in how England can deploy their batting, which I think is really interesting. And, and again, I'm not advocating that Tom Curran should Are we underrating Stokes, Stokes a little bit? He's not no, no, no. I, 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 I'm backing up. Like, I, I said he's, he's not – I wouldn't call him an anchor, but he is not as fast as most number sixes you will see in international teams. So this is part of the reason that Morgan typically bats at six and, and Stokes at five. If you remember the earlier England T20 permutation was that Butler and uh, Roy and Bairstow would be in the top three-ish. And then you'd have Morgan at number four. This is before Milan came on the scene. And you'd have Morgan at number four, Stokes at number five, and your number six would be some other batsman. But the point Sam is... Huh? Yeah, Sam Billings generally. But um, the, the thing is with uh, this England team is... No one starts in innings faster than Owen Morgan. 
Um, he's got this, the second highest strike rate in the world for the first 10 balls um, over the last two years, I think. So that already gives him a gun player that can put it number six. Now, when it comes to when it comes to the rest, Stokes typically goes at five because it gives him just that extra little bit to settle. And Stokes, when he gets settled, can be very, very explosive. So the point yeah. with England has always been, you know, Milan has always been that one guy that they allow to build in innings because he's just proven to be good enough. But I think, I think ultimately, really what England's questions come down to is, let's say you want to take Alex Hales back. Do you, this is a valid question to have in my opinion, do you discard the anchor role and just say, we're going to take in our top four, we've got jo- we've got Jason Roy, Alex Hales, Johnny Berstow, Joss Butler, number five, Ben Stokes, number six, Owen Morgan. And then from seven onwards, you've got your batting all-rounders um, and your bowling all-rounders. Is that a valid approach for England? You've got Curran at, Sam Curran at seven. You've got Joffrey Archer at eight. You've got Adil Rashid at nine. Yeah. Or, you know, what do really they bad. want? Yeah. Um. No, I don't think Milan can be dropped in this team. He's, he's too high on the rates. His, he has a problem maybe first 10 balls being a slow start, but his overall striker is one four higher than most of these more explosive bats throughout the world. Uh, I don't, I can't, I can't see Milan being dropped. And he just before this, he's he, he might have started off so today, but he's been in incredible form. He, he just scored 99 not out in the, t, the last T20 before, before this uh series started. His striker is usually 150 plus when he gets going, and I think. Similar to how Joe Root plays in the one-day game for England, he plays the exact same role, and he always, he has great ability to, to always make up for the first ten balls. And ten balls is not a lot. Like we don't, I don't think we have to overlook at that statistic too much. Yeah, I think. I yeah, mean, no, I, Hales can. Do you think Hales can play a role instead of I, Roy? Isn't droppable. Butler isn't droppable as openers. But do you think he can come in for Barstow Hales? Because it's all he does. Form. It, yeah. So. Obviously, Butler's not droppable because he's the weak keeper in the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, Bearstow's also a weak keeper. But I think Butler's probably the, considered to be the England's best T20 batsman. So if Hales has to come in, it has to be because Jason Roy is out of form. And right now, and that could have been a question before these two matches. But now he's got a couple 40s back in confidence. Roy, Hales are pretty similar. When Back when both were playing, they're pretty similar players. They both are explosive players, but they both have droughts of form. If Roy gets another drive of form, you have Hales as a backup opener. So if I see England in the future, Hales will come in. He'll probably replace a Tom Banton and Liam Livingston in the squad, but he'll just be a backup opener for me. Yeah, I I think this this is sort of what I was getting at with with the Ben Stokes conversation. Is Stokes gives them so much flexibility in how they can deploy their batsmen. He can be your we're two down in the power play drop anchor guy. And he can be the guy who maybe needs, you know, 10 balls to get settled and goes nuts at the end. Or he doesn't even have to bat. Or, you know, he he can fill any role and still be of use to the team. And I think that's the incredible thing about having Ben Stokes in your team. And then Morgan obviously has a claim to be the most destructive batsman in the world, period. Um, so I, I think, you know, having those two in your order gives you a lot of flexibility about what to do at the top. Um, and I agree with you that if, you know, if, if you want one person who can, you know, you, who you can invest a little time in and then have it pay off big after the 15th over, Dodd Milan's your guy. Um, so I agree that I, I wouldn't want to tamper with this lineup too yeah. much. Um, so where do you stand on Hales? Backup opener or not? 
Hales, I think, starts on the bench because I think another really important thing about this England team is uh, they are obviously, you know, separately and as a group of of players looking at their statistics. As a group of players, they are obviously an elite team. I think another part of what really holds them together is the obvious mutual respect and the teamwork that they have. Morgan is one of the best captains in world cricket today. One of the most level-headed, uh, uh, most level-headed captains always puts faith in his players, even when they might not be having a great day, and it pays off for them big time. Um, and I think you want to preserve the team chemistry as much as possible. That's a huge element of what makes this England uh, machine tick. Definitely. But I think we should move on to the bowling attack. Yeah, now, I, th- I think. Uh, but I think we all agree. Hales yeah. should be in the squad. If, yes, I. I think so. Just based off cricketing stuff only. Just looking at his cricket fans yeah. and looking at. Him as a player, he should be in the England squad. The, yeah, on on form, he's done enough to merit yeah, selection. He merits selection. Yeah. Other n- stuff, I I'm not really going to talk about. I'm not in the England lineup. Set up here to really discuss. Yeah. So yeah, a uh, bowling lineup. Right. With- yeah, moving on to that, I think the, oh, right. the turning the turning point for England, or at least the India innings, was Curran's first over is beautiful. Um, just. Yeah, I, I'm sure everyone watched that, but it was just really nice bowling. Picked up the wicket of Kale Rahul. But um, I think the turning point was Tom Curran's over, 17 off that over. Ishan Kishan just went to town. Um, yeah, I think that really changed everything. And then the Stokes, um, Stokes over after that. But um, I don't know. Personally, what do you guys think? So, uh, like, personally, for me, I think Stokes is just not a solid bowler. He, he just, even in the IPL, he hasn't really done well. For um, RR, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on him? I really don't see why I, England needs five pace bowlers in a T20 game. It just seems so unnecessary to me. I mean, I, yeah, they're definitely going to bring in Moin next. They need to bring in Moin next. Game. They need you need two spinners in Indian conditions. The World T20s in India, this series against yeah. India, and this Indian lineup is not as good of a, against spin as they used to be. And I just don't. See, I think they need. To Look at pace. Pace worked really well in the first round. It, it, I think it, that's why they went with this. It worked well because Wood, Archer, and Jordan, Chris Jordan, all yes. bowled really well. They don't need both the Curran brothers as well playing. I don't see the need of Tom Curran that's at excessive. all. Yeah. Uh, Moynihan can easily needs to fit in. If if they have an issue with Moynihan's form, then they need to find another second spinner to back up Al Rashid. Al Rashid is obviously one of the best T Twenty spinners in the world, but he definitely needs a he definitely needs Ali and if. England think that Moynelli is the second spinner, then he needs to be put into this playing 11. Because there's just absolutely no point in having five pace bowlers. Uh, yes, Stokes bowling is not as amazing T20 as is in the other formats, but I think he's a very he's a quality fourth option to have as a pacer. And if you have six options, mm-hmm. three three pacers, two spinners, and Stokes as sixth in case one of the boys is an off day, I think that's good enough. Five. Yeah, I mean, but he should be treated as a sixth. Yeah, option. yeah, I agree. Him and Moynelli can can, like, Fill in four overs together too. If that's how they want to look, they don't trust Moynihan's bowling. But you have enough. Like, what is the point of having four right arm pacers in the team? I just don't. That's the only thing that's. That's actually everyone's talking about England batting. I was pissing me off about their selection. Um, I I, I wanted to comment. I, I wanted to build off what you were saying about pace bowlers. So I wanted to um, make sure, like stay on that topic for a little bit. Um, I think the other interesting thing that I have noticed when it comes to playing limited overs cricket in Indian conditions, like we, we see this in the IPL sometimes, right? Is there are really two categories of pace bowlers that do really well. The guys who can take the pace off the ball extremely effectively and the guys who can bowl 145 plus. Obviously, we saw Mark Wood do quite well. Jopper Archer was pretty economical this time around. 
But if you're bowling in kind of that mid 130s range, you're not really packing enough heat to threaten the batsman just for time. And then if you don't have the variations to take the pace off the ball, it, it, it's tough in Indian conditions, I think. Yeah. Um, because that is kind of the sweet spot where you're you're a little easier to hit. And we saw, That's I mean, why. you look at the bowlers that India brought to the party, right? Um, Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Shardul Thakur are both renowned for their ability to take pace off the ball at the death. And they did that extremely effectively. Thakur, I thought, was incredible. Um, I, you know... It, we can debate whether they should have gone in with four bowlers plus Hardik Pandya, but um, I think that selection is a very clever one, and it makes sense in Indian conditions. If you can't be expressed, you need to be taking pace off the ball. And I think that also ties back to Stokes is a guy that in test cricket is able to crank it pretty high, but he doesn't have the variations, which is why you know I, I don't like to rely on him as, as a sixth bowler. He actually can pack quite a lot of heat, and I just think it didn't come yeah, off. Yeah, but you don't... Um, I've I've seen him crank up to to ninety bowling short ball spells. Um, Wait, you don't you don't matches, give you a six ball? six or seven bowling spells? No, I'm sorry. I th I think he yeah, should a six ball. Yeah. It is. They should um, look at. I've said this in their test team too that they sometimes just pack too many pacers in in the test team too, and they just pretend Stokes was only a batsman. But if you look at his bowling, you can easily just fit in either an extra batsman or an extra spinner. And in this case, they could fit in an extra spinner if they just take Stokes' bowling to be a fourth option instead of a fifth for pacer out of the pacers. But I, I, I agree with your point about taking the pace off. I, I don't agree with India's selection on uh I don't think that's I don't think I think it's just for this game. I don't agree with their selection of having Hardik Pani to be one of the five bowlers too. I think just like Stokes, he should be a six bowling option and just to fill it overs. Especially because he's coming off injury and he's always been a very expensive bowler, Hardik Pani. He's a wicket taker, but he has a con rate of nine plus in T twenty cricket. So you don't want him bowling four overs usually. Yeah. Especially because usually Chahal and Kulipov are always like hit or miss too with their bowling, and you might just need to make up overs sometimes with Apanya. Yeah. And and I actually think like this really underlines the balance that having both Shardul Tucker and uh, Washington Sundar available brings to this side, because right now they're batting down to nine. Tucker is a pretty serviceable batsman. Um, so the, and, and if you're playing Bhuvneshwar Kumar at 10, like this is a pretty, this is one of the best tails I've seen from India in a while. And it does give you flexibility to play an extra bowler, yeah. um, which is the one tweak. I mean, the one tweak I make here is one of the batsmen misses out and you bring in Bumra, right? Obviously he's not available right now, but you do that. This is an extremely yeah. well-balanced team. Yeah, if um, I would bring in one more pace bowler to replace a batsman on the team. Because like you saw today, like Yadav, Pandya did not even bat. Which shows how how strong of a victory it was for India today, but if you look at India's first team, obviously this is not going to be India's first team. Are you, how many of these bowlers are you keeping in the team? Um, Bobby, Chahal, probably Sundar as well. So, I I actually think Talker's pretty close to being in the first eleven as well. He's close. I think Talker, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, and Bumrah is a really so solid I'm pace attack. Tucker is super so impressed me at the depth. Yeah, that's what. That's why. I, yeah, I wanted to free up. A space I think Natarajan's in your fifteen. I think he he's an extremely capable bowler, but I haven't seen him bowl enough to say he's you a lock think, into the think, eleven. So you think you rate Tucker over Natarajan right now? I think I haven't seen enough of Natarajan for me to. I mean, he the pressure is on him to prove himself. Like Tucker is more of an incumbent. Yeah, I don't know if he's I, the incumbent. We haven't seen the pressure is on Natarajan to prove himself. Yeah, but he had a break. That was a breakthrough series. Exactly. Right? The T20 series. And he's 
It was. It was but, also in different but conditions. T two I conditions I, tend to I, I be totally pretty much similar throughout the throughout you. Fairly, fairly, but uh, on a quicker I, Australian pitch versus Indian pitches, it's it's like as stark of a contrast. It's not that. Can, so we'll like, have to. Usually, think, Indian pitches depend. It depends on which stadium more than like a lot of Indian pitches are fast and bouncy. Yeah. But okay, so okay, we all can agree Bumrah and Boovey are though. If Boovey keeps bowling well and has the same is the same Boovey, we, we go see this in IPL too. If he is at the same, it'll be those two. As a, it'll be those two new, yeah, and he doesn't get injured. He'll be the two. They'll be the two opening bowlers, but um. You got Pandya. Pandya will always be there as a six bowling option. So then we're only looking at one pace, one one pace slot, right? Now you have you two see you two seem you two seem to be insistent that it'll be Sundar and Chahal, right? As spinners. Jade just. Um, I think Sundar's. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, it's Sundar or Jadeja. That's the toss, yeah, yeah. right? It, it's difficult. If you They've both shown themselves to be exactly. Yeah, go ahead. I think that the, 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 I mean, obviously, I think Jadeja is just one of the best players in the world across yeah. formats today. Period. I think that the, the thing that Sundar has going for him is his experience bowling in the power play. This is a role that he fills in a lot of different settings. He does this for uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore all the time. He's done it for India. Jadeja, I don't think has done this as much. He's done it for the Super Kings a couple times in the IPL. But I think you know, if if you're able to open the bowling with with Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Washington Sundar. Um, that leaves a lot of really capable Bumrah, death overs right. in the back end. Um, yeah, yeah, between Boomer and, and uh, Tucker. You don't even have to bowl Tucker in the power play, and you get to finish off with some very strong death bowling. So that's the that's the argument for Sinder in my mind, but Jadeja is just right. one of the best And players. he's also he, in the he's, he's He's our Stokes. He's the X Factor. He gives you so much flexibility. And at the moment, he's honestly a pure all-rounder. He's not even a bowling all-rounder the way he's playing these days. He's a, He's been one of India's most informed yeah. batsmen. So, but the thing is, so if you guys remember the first T20, T20 so Jay has been injured for a while. So that's why this question has not been considered. But the first T20 in Australia, they went with Jadeja and Sundar, right? And Jadeja played the, a blinder for innings and then he got injured. And then they concussion substitute, they got Chahal in. So they weren't starting with Chahal even. So do you think India might go Jadeja and Sundar? Because Chahal has not had two really good games so far. And he's not, he doesn't seem to have the same. Uh, bowling venom that he does for RCB, but then we also have to look at the question: we, Do you need a leg spinner in T Twenty? Which because that's usually a, a key to success, not two finger spinners. I think it's a good variation okay. because you have a lefty if you go with Jadeja and a righty um, off spinners, of course. But I think I don't know. I, I personally, I'd I'd choose between Jadeja and Sundar and then Chaho as that option. You can always rotate them through. But um, based on what you said, yeah, I mean, that's probably in the back of the selectors' minds for India, that they'll play Sundar and Jadeja, so it's definitely an option for them. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll just have to see based on his fitness. And I think what's important is if you want an, another bat, go with Jadeja. If you want, like, like just a pure spinner, I don't think Sundar's going to be that effective as a batsman in, yeah. in the T20 format. I think if you just want, like, as Dinesh was like perfectly pointing out, the, the power play um, spinner, you definitely go with um, uh, Washington, and then Jadeja. Like, I I don't think we need that extra bat. So right what now. about? So, yeah. I think the, the last thing I'd want to point out is that um, neither Jadeja nor Sinder really brings the um, Chahal. I think is a great button for a captain to have if he needs to make something happen. He. he 
he's more expensive than either of them, but this is already a bowling lineup that's pretty good at choking runs if we take, you know, either Natarajan or uh, Thakur and then Bumra, Bhuvneshwar, and, and one of the two finger spinners. Chahal is a guy you can turn to and will make something happen. I think that's what he brings to the table. So that, here's a new here's a new left field idea I'm thinking of. India have already started India has already in test match have been like has started trusting Jadeja's batting to such an extent that they're batting him in the top seven now, right? He he batted at seven when he when he came back, so that they're able to fit him and Usher into the team. What about replacing one of the batsmen with Jadeja? One of the batsmen probably bat six seven usually five six seven. Bring Jadeja in. He's batting is honestly on par with a lot of India's top batsmen these days. And you play three spinners, and then you pick two pace, two main pacers. So that'll be Bumrah and Bhuvi, and then Pandya as a third pacer. You have three pacers, three spinners. In Indian conditions, you might it will probably flavor the slower bowlers anyway. How about having that? And you have all three options: a left arm spinner, a right arm off spinner for power play, and you have a you have a leg spinner who who has his days and has bad days. I I think it's it's a conditions and venue specific call you have to make it, that to me, doesn't work everywhere. Um, well, Jadeja, career-wide at least, does not have a uh, does not have an incredible strike rate. Um, so I, I think it's a judgment call you have to make based on conditions. But we have a World T20 happening in India, so we're only really looking at Indian conditions at the moment. The last time a World T20 was played in India was 2016, and I think India had two spinning options then. But a uh, previous World T20 in 2014, India played Amit Mishra, Jadeja, and Ashwin in, into their team. And it did not, it worked all, all the way to the final, right? They went to the final. That tournament, all three had great success with the ball. So I'm trying to think if they can fit all three into the team. And But then someone like Ashraya Sire or Asuya Kumar, one of their spots, might, one of them, yeah, their spots will have to be up for grabs. Or even a Rishabh because you have Rahul as a keeping option. Yeah. It's just whether India thinks Jadeja is good enough to bat in the top six. Yeah. I, I think he is, personally. Um, and I, I feel like it's not outlandish for Trey Sire to miss out. Um, I don't... I really don't think Punt is droppable right now. Um, and we'll see how Sir Kamariadov goes, but we already know yeah. what a capable player he is. Um, so it's not clear to me what the perfect balance of the top five is, but it is not unreasonable to me that Jadeja about okay. seven and yeah you that's the left field idea there's three more t20s obviously right um there's obviously a couple other spinners that are into question is Kohli seemed to have shut out down the idea of Ashwin making playing a t20s unless cause he said unless Washington really messes up that's the only way they can bring Ashwin back in the team Kulip Yadav is, is Kulip Yadav's career is all over the place at the moment we don't know where it is he didn't get picked for any games in Australia except for like one ODI but he's still one of the X-Factor bowlers, but I don't think they're looking at him right now. Um, so I think the last question of the Indian lineup is openers. Kohli came out and said before a series, Rohit and KRL are our first choice opening lineup, openers lineup. And then 30 minutes before the first T20, we get told Rahul and Dawan are opening and Rohit's resting for the first two games. Uh, and then for, Dawan and Rahul both fail in the first game. And now... India just out of nowhere bring Ishan Kishan into the team. Ishan Kishan gets runs as an opener. Carol fails again. What is India's what is India's thinking right now with openers? What what, what was the need to play Ishan Kishan today at the opening slot when you already have three players fighting for that? And is it just established that Bro is gonna be the opener, so we don't need to see him anymore? 
Yeah, I think um, once Road comes back, uh, he probably has a spot settled. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But um, I think when you look at players like Punt and Kishan, it just shows that the young talent and the explosiveness is exactly what India needed right now um, in, T- in the T20 format just to get their innings going. Um, no discredit to Dhawan and like players and Kale Rahul, but I think Ishan Kishan on the, the uh, it may have been the adrenaline pump on the debut, but um, I think you stick with him and um, once Roth comes back, go with him and then you rotate and you see what you do with Kale Rahul and Dhawan. But right now, don't don't fix what isn't broke. So, what is your what what's your opening pair right now for the World T Twenty? Kishan and Rohit. But obviously, that that's from a very small sample size. So I mean, we'll have to see on Kishan. But I think Rohit has solidified his spot at least. Wait, you think Ishan Kishan should open? Um, I think I mean okay, no, no. Like I said, from a very small sample size. Are you talking about the next T20s? Or are you talking no, about no, no. the World T20? Who's your opening pair? Do you even do you see the do you see any reason to even have Ishan Kishan opening when is there is he really even going to play the World T20 as an opener? I mean, it depends on how he finishes off. I think he can score fifty every game. I still will not be opening with him. Well, yeah, I don't know why. Something happened. Well, yeah, wait. Can you repeat what you said? I, he can score fifty every every game. I still don't see why they would open with him. You got no, if, he a, if he scores a 50 every match, then you stick with him. In my you, K-Roll's been the top run scorer in all T20 career for the last two years. And then he's and then you have that one who's an ICC tournaments player specialist. Mm-hmm. You already have enough competition. What was the do you okay? I think my point is what was the need to play another a fourth person into the opening slot when you don't have an issue there? Well, clearly they did have issues, right? Because I mean, Rahul first and though in the first first match didn't really play that well. That's one um, match. That's one match. I get that. So they tried changing it up and it worked. So but I think, but I think I have to, I have to question Kohli's selection there. I don't. Then I think I don't. I think even if Ishan Kishan batted at four and they had like played the regular opening period, India still would have won the game most likely. It wasn't. They didn't have any trolls. No, the 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 explosiveness that he, the, it really set the tone for the innings. I think. If he didn't, if he didn't open, it would have changed the entire outcome of the game. It's a score of one. It's one sixty six. No, no, okay, fine. I I get that, but like the 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 level that India won by, and like that convincingly, I think he he had a major role to, in, in in that win. But so, like, I mean, how can you see? How can you see Ishan Kishan just coming in into a team where it, it's tough to believe? Of course, and then that one with his ICC record, and uh, of course it's. I mean, that one's still that one's still been playing well. He played well in Australia in the T twenties. The only the thing is, uh, Rohit's been injured for so long that that one and Rahul have been opening together, and they've had great success. But now, when you got a player of Rohit's caliber, he's not going to be left out. So you have to pick up one. I'm just asking why India had to bring a third option in for already a spot that's pretty tough to decide. For me, I have Rohit. Some Rahul. doubt in their mind, then, right? There has to be some doubt that's that's been planted in them in their minds. The so doubt happened to one. The doubt happened to one T twenty. We know how we know how fickle of a selector Coley is. He sees one failure and he wants to already change something. That's just that's just how Coley is a captain. But it's a flawed reasoning in my opinion, from what I've seen. I don't. Know. I mean, this this could also be just like for this series also just to give the like David Tunster a chance to play. Um, but I, I think this period right now is also a testing period because this is their last T20 series before the World, World T20. 
So this is where they're, they're going to try all of their options. Hence why they brought on so, like the two new batsmen. And it's going to have a heavy influence going into the World T20 if they play well consistently. I, I think my view on this is is you, you can make the argument based on the IPL and based on uh, the track record that our top three starts a little slow compared to some other uh, T20 teams out there. Rohit obviously has become a bit of a faster starter recently. Kohli's not a slouch, but he, he doesn't come out swinging. Like He occupies a very specific role, and the team is very much built around that. Um, Definitely trying to change that, so I think, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why he got off from Absolutely. Valkyrie last game. Right, right. So I, I think you could make the argument that bringing someone like Ishan Kishan into the fold is a push to and and Kohli's comments from before the game seemed to back this up it, bringing someone like Ishan Kishan into the team one it's you know there's no doubt in my mind that the the guy is incredibly talented and has deserved this opportunity and will be a big part of Indian cricket going forward that much is clear to me. um so obviously he's getting a well-deserved debut he's putting some pressure on the incumbents to make sure that you, you know you put pressure and everybody elevates their game that's important um but I think it's also super um, relevant that, you know, they might be trying to say we can go faster at the top of the order. But, again, this is sort of what I was saying in regards to Natarajan. I don't like making judgment calls based on a, you know, less than five games. Um, that is difficult to me. And I think, you know, right now, Rahul and Rohit are the best we can do at the top of the order. Their records speak for themselves for years and years and years. Um, I think you have to consider them the incumbents, but you know the more you have capable players who are on the bench and putting pressure on the seniors and the incumbents to step up their game, that's a good thing. If someone like Ishan Kishan is breathing down Rahul's neck during a lean run of form, that puts the kind of pressure on you that you need to get back into, uh, into shape. And, and so I think you know nothing but good things can come out of this. I wouldn't consider him my starter for the World T20. Two years out, maybe we're talking. Yeah, I see Ishan Kishan as a player in the future because like. That one only has like a few years. I only see Don having a couple years left in his game, anyways. So he could definitely come into the play there. I just assumed when Ishan Gishan was playing in the team, he'd be batting at four. That's And then what you saw of Rahul and Dawan opening for this match? Yeah, I don't. Who was dropped? one was dropped, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know he was dropped. I assume okay, okay. And the games that we're all on West Coast, right? The games at six thirty. I woke up half asleep at seven, and I still <laughs> barely was watching. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. What are your predictions for the thirty twenty? Who's winning? Um. My prediction stands three to England for the whole series. England. Okay. Um. I want to see a flat wicket now. For the next week, next one, I, I think that'll be very interesting. I would put money on England on a fighter wicket because they have a more explosive batting lineup and a longer batting lineup. But I think that'll test India, and it's what India wants to be tested on is on the flatter batting lineups. And when full strength Indian team has a better bowling attack, I think without Boomer, I wouldn't I could say the bowling attacks are probably equivalent because there's not, I don't think there's an Indian boy that's better than Jofra Archer right now. England's probably better right now. Probably, I mean, with this. I mean, Tom Curran. It's debatable. Debatable. Tom Curran. No, 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 without without him, like the the first bowling attack yeah. with Mark Wood. And... That on certain wickets, yeah, they would probably be a better bowling attack. England needs to find a second spinner. 
uh, I think that's the that's their main issue in their for, spinners is their problem in all formats. Yeah, I mean we we can talk about test cricket how they've they've struggled picking one spinner. They've only established Jack Leach now, but they need a second spinner in the for the World T20. Oliver Rashid's a quality bowler, but he needs one more. When they went to the finals of the 26 World T20, Ali and Rashid both bowled extremely well, and there's a loss of confidence with Ali. We clearly know that. Um, we had so many comments about this during the test series. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna hurt though, because he's a better bat than Tom Curran. Yeah. And if you have that extra spinner, it's it's not gonna hurt you in any. Yeah. Way. If if and if conditions dictate paces working, you have four paces to both their quote. Exactly. So they need to figure that out. Yeah. Moeen's a gun bat. He absolutely should. Uh, he'd be in my first eleven yeah. certainly. Moeen's another opener too. Moeen is a, one of the best openers in there. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> but like, I don't think that needs to be scored. He's not better than any of the top six spots right now. No, but, but he is a gun. And if, and if um, England think Moynihan is not good enough, then you have to give a debut to Matt Parkinson or Liam Dawson or one of these other spinners. But they need a second spinner on the team. Or, or, or Suraj. What? What? Do, what do you do? <laughs> I, I I don't know who else. Joe yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Maybe just maybe. <laughs> hey, if you if they really want, they could put Joe Root at three, and then have well, I'm telling you, he's oh God, he's so much better than people give him credit for. Specialist off Joe Root. Imagine, yeah. Specialist. Yo, remember the World Twenty Finals? Yeah, just like Jack Leach is a specialist <laughs> back. Hey, remember the World Twenty Finals exactly. when Root got two wickets, no one over? Sure, I don't remember that. Hell, man, remember the remember the test where he got five for eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pitch reports came out today. It was rated average that pitch. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I, I, I really don't think the pitch was as bad as it was made out to yeah. be. We had a whole podcast on the pitch, but yeah. Anyways, um, um, series yeah. prediction. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go three two India. Um, I don't see a need for them to really prepare a flat wicket here. If I mean. You know, if that's a deliberate choice, that's a deliberate choice. And I agree that England is favored on a flatter wicket um, because of how explosive their entire lineup can be. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give a slight edge to India here. I think God, Mark Wood is a hell of a bowler, but England is not going to risk him for too many games. Um, and I think without him, the, the bowling lineup looks a little weaker. I have consistent, like, I always knew he was a great red ball bowler. I keep underrating him in T20s, but the guy is brilliant. Um yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three-two India. I think India wins the next match as well, and then they split the honors in the last two matches. And my money is on SKY to hit a fifty before the series is out. Yeah, my I know this. No matter what, this, the fifth game will be a decider. It's not going to be a dead rubber match. Like I don't see either team winning two games in a row. Yeah. Um. You guys know something shocking? I was yeah. shocked to about this. I was. Always assuming this guy would come into the T20 team because of, he's been one of England's best all-round players for the last four or five years in ODI and Test cricket. Here, here's a thing: one name the year Chris Wilkes last played a T20. Don't search it up; just try to guess that he last England, played a T20. Yeah. 2012, 2015, yeah, 2015. Was were you guys yeah. like? I just oh, and I was shocked. I have assumed I've had Chris Wilkes in my England ideal England T20 team for the longest time. I didn't realize he was just disregarded as a T20 bowler. That's actually true. That's incredible. Wilkes is a 
quality player. I feel like he's he, our main uh, new ball bowler in ODI cricket. He bowls to the death. Yeah. So I was like, if he could do that in ODI cricket, he currently's in the T twenty team. But then I guess he hasn't really got chances, and he's been pretty poor in the IPL. So I guess England never tried him there. Yeah. And I guess he gets rested. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I do I, I have a soft spot for the, the players that sort of fly under the radar, but when you really look at their numbers are just absolutely elite. And and Wilkes is one of those. He's I mean, he, you know, everybody says it. he's Mr. Dependable. You know, he, he is the guy for he's the guy who's the chameleon for whatever the team needs him to be. Um and so I absolutely have a soft spot for his playing. I think he's a wonderful I, player. Um it's a shame and that he, he missed proved it his out. worth in the semi-finals and finals of the World Cup. I think that's when, yeah, 100%. he's a quality Test player. I just don't think he's a great overseas bowler. He just, uh, but he's as good as Jimmy and Broad. At home. But absolutely, I think in the last three years he actually yeah, has better yeah, stats does. than Broad at home. But I was just shocked. I just always assumed that I'd have Chris Wilkes fight. Chris Wilkes would come back into the T Twenty team one day. He just never has. And I guess. They already have enough options. They probably don't want to risk it. Yeah. It's this is this is the toughest team out there to break into. So batting lineup, I'd say. <laughs> I, I think this would be one of the easiest teams to break through as a spinner. You just have to be a decent spinner right now to make England. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, thanks guys. That was fun. Um, yeah. Uh, before you guys Thank go. You. Um, just make sure to check out. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that we're going to create. We're going to start posting on there more. Um, you will actually get to see our faces. And um, yeah, may, once we're in person, I think we'll start posting on there more. Um, uh, share it with your friends. It, it'll be in the description. It's called Silly Points Cricket Podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you search it up, it'll be there. But um, yeah, just try and subscribe with as many accounts as you can. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, share it with people. And then, uh, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoy and see you soon. Sure.